It's why like people sure. that study happiness are still practicing meditation, everything like that. And I, and that's where I really think discipline comes in of just figuring out how to make it easy for you and like really sticking with it. Welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast. It's me and Sean again, December, Sean, month 12, years moving along fast. I don't know, sometimes I feel like that saying I like, which is that life is good when the days are long and the years are short. <laughs> 23 felt like, it's like, wow, could it really be December? I mean, I know that the days are short and we talk about that less light out. So there's this, we're head, heading up towards the, the winter solstice and so least amount of sunlight in the northern hemisphere is going to happen here in a couple of weeks we finish up the year and then we're going to crunch right into two four anyway lots to talk about catch up on how have you been how was Thanksgiving? how are the holidays how are you doing i'm doing good i'm doing good and i i appreciate you bringing this up joe you you have a remarkable ability to do a lot of things podcast run a company advise on companies travel get your workouts in write your blog and maintain a 30,000 foot view. And I think that's why you're tremendous at running companies. And it's, it's funny, you brought that up, you bring up that we're, hey, we're at the end of the year, at a time that I was just buried in emails for three hours, right? So I was as, as deep in the weeds as possible. And then I hear I hear you talking about something at a high level. And it's, it's a great reminder to, to focus on that, the high level goals. I mean, that's, that's what we, we really need to focus on. And I, I think I mentioned this to you, but I'm reading a book called The 12 Week Year. And it's trying to get people out of annualized thinking. And it's basically that we set we set goals in years. If we set the same goals that we would in 12 months and 12 weeks, they still get done. Four months is plenty yep. of time. Three months. Three months is plenty of time. And and yeah, it's I, I actually I wish I was through the book for this discussion, but it just got me thinking about. I don't know. I think a lot of times we just, we, we don't set big enough goals. I think that's, that's really what the root of this is. And 12 weeks is enough. Like the energy should be able to be high. The focus should be high. There's a lot of momentum and a lot of focus that can be had where throughout a year you start to work on other people's schedules is what I, I, yeah. I mean, I send these, I send emails, people looking for partnerships or calls like, Hey, it's the end of the year. We're busy. Like let's touch base in January. It's like, all right, well, January, we're coming back from the end of the year. Let's touch base in February. And then it's mm-hmm. like you work for a few months and then it's summer. And then you work for a few months and it's the holidays. Yeah, I think this idea is what time allows you to benefit from because you just described the best and the worst scenario, which is we spend a lot of time and then we look back and say, well, what did I accomplish during that period of time? Did I accomplish anything? Did I get something done? Did I get done? Someone told me one day that, you should never accept a calendar invite when someone decided for you what you should do during an hour. Like this idea of like, who's running your life? Is it you or someone else? Now, there is a lot of the you know, phone rings. Well, people don't answer the phone, but if someone sends a text, you should respond. I mean, there's, it's not like you can only be the initiator of everything. But I think that in this sort of year-end reflection and beginning of planning for the next year, to me, this is the opportunity where there isn't any other noise in the system. This is now you getting to decide how you want your life to evolve into, which can accommodate anything. But to set the macro level goals and objectives is a fun process. I mean, it's almost a little bit like going shopping in a toy store. You're like, oh, wow, look at all these great fun toys. 
And if you give yourself two or three weeks, you can be like, oh my God, there are all these great and fun opportunities for me next year. I can read more books. I can watch more TED Talks. I can get out and exercise more. I can go to more events. I can like let the process be enjoyable because then you'll both, by the way, everyone says, oh, it's more the journey than the destination. This is another part of that. The planning is fun. And then so take this moment, like even so what the holidays are going on, I bet everyone will have be in a car, an airplane, sitting down, doing something where you have some time. Like, don't turn on another system and just let your thoughts flow. And you're going to love what you find out at the end of that. I'm hearing you talk passionately about, I know you spend a lot of time in a car, plane, whatever, and talk passionately about that. And that actually excites me to no end, just to hear the way you talk about it. It's like you have this curiosity and thirst for life that I, I, I think actually is the core to... I think that is the core reason for your health, success, mm. and happiness um, is, is simply like a want. I was on a flight, 5 p.m. flight, but the sun went, was down already, right? Because it's winter. Got on, it was dark. Every single person put their hoodie up, busted out their phone, and just started watching TV. And it was a three-hour and 45-minute flight. I, I was able to clear my inbox, which my clearing my inbox oh, is a good Yeah, yeah. Clear my inbox, which is, but it also clears like my, it's my real inbox, but my, yeah. my, and I freed up energy and I drafted a business plan when we we're talking about maybe you doing some advising. I have, I have a business model that I think is like, it's so exciting. I'm like almost scared because I just launched my second business a couple of months ago. Yeah. I can't launch a third, but I drafted out that's, that's a limiting belief. I can launch a third, but uh, I drafted out this entire like model and like, Joe, this is what I'll tell you. This is my experience, right? I don't want to force anything on anyone, but this is my experience. That writing of a business plan, I feel like I, I created something on this earth. It was a fun experience. It was a learning experience. Like I have nothing but a pure energy and amazing attention around that. And if I literally delete the tab that's up on my computer now and never touch it ever again, it was still a great use of time. Right. Yeah. Sure. Better use of time than watching the Netflix on the flight, right? I think we can consume that every once in a while. And that's good for us when we're sort of in need of being a consumer rather than a creator. I think that we often think that other people are creators, we can be creators. This is why this planning process is so important. It isn't, there is no measure of success other than doing it. It isn't if Sean came up with the most audacious goals or Mary or John does. It's actually that they came up with their goals, right? Because this is about us. If you give yourself 20 years, you're going to accomplish a lot through this planning process and you'll have created your sort of life resume along the way, the way you want it to be and not end up at some point later on and say, oh, I wish I had done this. So why don't we go create that together? And we'll probably, once we get around the January timeframe, we'll talk about the, the dead end of New Year's resolutions, right? We don't resolve to do something. We build a plan to do something. We outline how we would achieve those objectives And I don't know what life is about if it isn't about living. These are all parts of living. So you read a business plan or you sat there doing some thinking. I often have this rule, like if you're driving somewhere, like for the first three quarters of the drive, you can't turn on any content and use that whole time for thinking. And in the last quarter, you can turn on any content you want, some music, podcast, NPR, who cares? But you've now used up a lot of that time very productively. And when there's the quiet of yourself in that situation, it actually forces you to learn how to think and process. It's the same as the goals and the objective stuff. If you don't know 
how to do it. You just start. That's how you figure out how to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. So for the first three quarters, you stay quiet. I really, I really enjoy that. It's like, and for anyone listening, I, I think I could speak for Joe. Don't get caught up whether it's half or two thirds or three quarters. It's more, it's more setting that up. I want to, I want to have a quick pivot because it just made me yeah. think about something. I have a rule that I don't, I try not to let emotions like get, be a part of my decision-making in the moment, mm-hmm. right? Emotions can be a, should be a part of it, but not in the moment. Here's my example. I set a 4 a.m. alarm this morning because I wanted to have a long run. I woke up, I was exhausted. And the first thought to my head was, Sean, actually, you've been working out a lot recently. You don't need a long run. My next thought is, you've been traveling a lot. Maybe if you don't sleep this much, this is literally what happened this morning. You're going to get sick. And I picked up my phone and I changed my alarm to five. And then I had this like alert going off in my brain that was like, Hey, Sean, unfortunately, like you don't get to make these decisions in the moment. Like that's just not an option. And I'm really happy that thought came up because it's something I've kind of trained myself to do. It's just like, I think that's integrity. I think that's what that is. Like I said, I'm going to get up at four. I'm going to get up at four. And it's not that it's not that those other things weren't rational. It's that I want to be someone that like says they do what they do. I think that's more important. Talk to me about that because Joe, that's something that you're like, you are definitely someone I idolize in that. I mean, okay. I think that, yeah. So I think that, that that process is exactly why you decide not in the moment what you're going to do, because the moment is somewhat distracting because of a lot of other inputs that may not be connected to your goals. And so what I've found is that if you decide the night before, like this technique, right, you lay out all your stuff so that you don't have to think, that you establish the process that you go through so that quiets the noise. So if like if you need to brush your teeth and wash your face and get dressed, then all that's outlined and laid out. You just actually go through that process. The reason why the process matters is because when you had a clear mind, you had thought through why this objective mattered. Why did it really matter for you to do it mm-hmm. today? wasn't that you decided that that morning you needed to do it long and you said hey i'm going to be going into some big objectives next year i have to start to establish a deeper base of running miles so in this clarity of thought you set your intention your objective and then you have to then understand that there are there's a bit of noisiness in this system on the execution side so you try and quiet that noise by having the process follow and then you know what happens once you get out then it starts to clear, right? And all the reasons why you had said you were going to go do something. It's the same though, not just running. Like it's about making a commitment to someone, I don't know, to go help them move. And you get up and you're like, I'm just too busy. Got work things to do. I'm just going to call my friend. He'll understand, right? But that isn't, you, when you had a clear head, you knew how to make a better decision. And I think that that's the key is to figure out how to balance those two. The better we get at that, actually, the more we accomplish and the more productive we become. Because had you gone just back to sleep, that's not a bad decision, except it isn't the decision you had already made. And I think if you had decided you were going to sleep late, then that's what you do. So, yeah, it reminds me of the Navy SEALs a lot because what they spend a lot of time doing is training their system to behave properly under any circumstance because they're going to be in situations where clear thinking is not possible and they need to go back to the instinct of the process they had figured out before. And so it's a very similar kind of behavior that they train for. And that's why they torture you when you're cold and you're 
beaten up and someone says you just ring the bell and you can have warm coffee and donuts and you're like <gasps> yeah that then throws everything away and we wouldn't want that to be the case you brought up something simple laying your clothes out the night before and it's funny because i worked with a habit development company mm -hmm. for four years called the fabulous i don't know if i've ever shared that with you no and they, one of their like they had like all these like fabulous laws okay. one was that your environment dictates your behavior Yep. You know, it's, it's, it really is like ridiculous how simple it is because what I did was, and, th and then they also say, just take the next step, right? Because mm -hmm. motivation actually builds as you do the process. You will be, I, let me talk for me. I was more motivated to run when I was standing outside with my running shoes on, my beanie on, my hoodie on, my gloves on, and I locked the door and I saw that there was a beautiful full moon still out, right? I, and I felt the crisp air and I was like a little awake. I was more motivated to run then than when I was in my bed. And sure. of course, every step, once I woke up, I went to the bathroom, I did my little hack, flipped the light on, right? And so I'm like, are you waking up? And my clothes were right there. And I was like, okay. Like, it's almost like the easier decision was to flip, like, and my water bottle is right there. Once I drink water, I feel great. And yes, if actually. So it's like that same thing of just like, okay, like, it's easy to drink water and get my clothes on. Then I felt like a little better. And like, you really just set up your environment to, to help you succeed. I do think that's, you know, that's something that people take for granted. It was really funny is I think a lot of times like we're, we're biased or like we think we won't fall to the like level of human psychology. Like, human psychology gets the best of everybody. Last night I was talking to my dad about like, I was talking to my dad about like how we're addicted to certain behaviors and how a, a lot of those have become with like limiting beliefs and stuff like that. And he goes, what do you mean? And I was like, for example, I know sometimes like I'm going to check my email, check my text because it, it like at a level, it like validates me like, oh, I get emails. Oh, I'm important. Like yeah. I'm a busy man. And what cracked me up was we, we then ate dinner or whatever. And I got a text. I just hired a new sales rep who said, Sean, I'd love five minutes of your time. I want to plan my day out tomorrow. My dad wanted to just start a conversation. I said, dad, I, I, I was like, I was like, I'm trying to grow this business, man. I got to make a phone call. And yeah. he goes, you just did it. And I was like, and I was like, because he knows my rule is I cut work off. Right. That's great. Um, and, and I, sometimes I cut it off at four. Sometimes I cut it off at seven. I usually plan it the day before, but mm. I cut work off. Right. So he knew I was doing what I just said. I, I just articulated that I understand we don't make decisions in the moment. We pre-plan ahead. And then I also articulated, right. That I, I, like to him two hours before that, like psychology plays this game against us. And then I did it. Right. And the reason I say that is like, if you're aware of it, if you study it, it still happens to you. Right. It's why like people oh, wow. that study happiness are still practicing meditation, everything like that. And I, and that's where I really think discipline comes in of just figuring out how to make it easy for you and like really sticking with it. Sean, one of the things to like connect these two points together before we, we close out our our recording today is that when you do understand what happens around you or because of human biology or because of other needs, you can become a better planner. Like it doesn't mean there's like not a thing called perfect. And I do think that we can drive ourselves to a difficult place if we're always on every once in a while, it's okay to make exceptions. That's not, it's not a failure. It's just that exception can become the rule, right? There's no that. But I think as we think about December and opportunity to not only just coming up with whatever your audacious goal is for next year, but but using the time in a busy time of year, it's a good practice, right? So 
We can get caught up in holiday shopping. We can get caught up in all the other activities of the holidays. We sort of presume we have no time to do anything still thoughtful, but we do. We have the time, whether it's the 24 hours in the day or the seven days in the week and 160 hours connected to that, that you could just say, hey, I'm going to take an hour this week. I'm going to dedicate it to sort of thinking about next year and what I want to be. So, so the more aware and conscious we are of both the constraints and the obstacles, the higher the probability of our success, because then we can build strategies that work around that. And that's what you're doing. But yeah, look, if you had made a plan and then three friends come over and knock on the door and say, hey, it's the holiday. Just want to hang out a little bit. It's cool. That's okay. These are good things too. Most of the time people aren't doing that. So it's not like every minute. So having that flexibility is good, but also understanding these constraints so we can still succeed is also important. Joe, I know we got to wrap up, but let me ask you about that. That is the, that you, I think you bring up a great point. Sometimes you got to live, right? What's your North star? Like what's your guiding factor? Like in, in that scenario, like, do you just trust your gut? Like, what do you do when it's like, maybe you carve out that hour you've been looking forward to all week to write. And then someone knocks on your door, calls on your phone, but you get the text from a family member. Hey, like I I need to talk, right? (laughs) Whatever. I think you hit the point perfectly. Something I was not good at and have tried to get better at. If someone asks you for your time, they've already decided this is important, then you should say yes. If Emma says to you, hey, Sean, I need a few minutes, she would absolutely let you say, hey, I'm busy with work, and she would be okay with that. But if she actually asked you, then you should go do it. Like if my daughter says to me, hey, do you want to, I don't know, take an art class? Like if someone asks you that question, then you have to say yes. I just think that those people that matter to you have already figured out. So so it has to like, I love that, but it has to be someone that maybe matters to you. It's most of the time what we care about. The people who don't matter, we're probably in a arbitrage all the time of judgment in our gut at that moment. But the only ones that really matter to saying yes or no, the people who are in your work life, in your personal life, in your family, in your community, that's where you want to make the better decisions. With the mm-hmm. noise around us of the world, I think we can be a little more rigid and hold to our line. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's funny because I could, couldn't agree more, right? Like I'm the type of person that like someone, someone in the family calls, like I'm trying to pick up always, right? Like, and almost the opposite, right? Like I have someone who, who sent me one of those emails. Hey, we can help you generate more leads. The email was actually like one that 99 out of 100 I delete. I actually really appreciate the message. He explained their process. And I said, hey, cool. I don't take calls. Send any any creative way you can communicate this without taking calls. Let me know. So he recorded a video of himself talking, sent it over, and then asked for a call. I said, this is great. I'm looking for a next level of detail here, here, here. I don't take calls, right? So let me let me know what you think. And it's funny to be able to have that on one side and on the other side, like try to just answer. But that's that's a beautiful thing. And Joe, yeah, you're I've I've seen you do that. I've seen you be really, really good at balancing what needs to get done. Hey, after the hundred miler, before you went to bed, I saw you type out a blog. <laughs> I mean, look, these are the practices that we work on every day for everyone listening. We get better at it. The more intention we have, the more we realize the value that we get, the better we become as sort of actors on this journey, then it's all worth it. And there's no perfect. It's, It's us bringing our best to each of these circumstances. And I think that's what you and I, Sean, are working towards and hope everyone else does. Hey, everyone, think about your goals for 2024. 
You don't have to commit to them yet, but start using the time in December to come up with something creative, audacious, or even just basic. You'll, you'll appreciate the process and be better for it. Agree more. Joe, thank you so much for making the time for the, for these. I just, I appreciate them so much. I like the highlight of my every other week. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Chase tomorrow with us.